one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to episode 12 of Tell Me Your Tales. Happy Easter. I think last time we uh, spoke it was just before Good Friday, so we've uh, ticked over the Easter Easter long weekend. And what an amazing time of the year it is. I love Easter. It's so good. Uh, the weather's always awesome. I don't know where you're listening from, but here in Echuca, Moama, we've had weather which has pretty much been 25 to 30 most days of the week. Cool mornings, which is really good to run in, not too hot. And um, just awesome, awesome afternoons to to hang out and chill out and just really take it easy and so um yeah i've been been very grateful to the weather gods the last couple of weeks knowing that it's going to start getting pretty cold pretty soon and it's not going to be much fun especially for exercising in early in the morning um as i said always love easter time so good i got back to bendigo and caught up with my family over easter i don't see i see my kind of close family a bit but extended family and cousins I don't see that often so it's always good to catch up with them they're all hitting their teenage years now so it's good to good to see how they're all growing and knowing more about the world and it's it's always interesting each time you catch up with it with them whether it be you know Christmas or Easter you can always it almost feels like you can just talk about more things on the in the world and they have more opinions than they did last time and um yeah it's really special to go back and be able to have some of those in-depth conversation with those guys um i'm back at work this week which is a bit of fun because it's only a four-day week it's um it's pretty good having a public holiday on the first first week back and this weekend i'm also going to have my first race in a while i haven't raced since the run the bridge in um hobart so even though it's the end of April, I'm just about to gear up for my third race. So training's been going okay. I'm progressing well. Back at about 115 to 120 k's a week at the moment and, and starting to feel strong. So I'm going to race the rail O'Keefe Rail Trail Marathon in Bendigo. They've got a 26k, so I'm not going to do the marathon. I'm going to do the 26k on um, Sunday morning. So fingers crossed. A race is a bit different than training though and yeah, it's always going to be a bit tougher, but hopefully I can kind of hold. Yeah, marathon pace would be good if I can hover around 3.20 per kilometre to about 3.25. That would be good indication this time of the year, especially for 26k. Because even though it's, nah, it's not a marathon, it's still a, still a pretty long way, 26k. So looking forward to that. This week's show is with Brian Lyons. Um, I've known Brian for a while. He's an absolute cracker on social media. One of the funniest blokes you'll ever be friends with or follow so um if you don't already be sure to look up his handles that he mentions in the end of the show and follow him online brian's a pretty elite uh, distance runner we refer to him having a race at the stall gift carnival in this chat he actually finished second in that race at the stall two mile which is a great effort he's been a state champion 
over the marathon down in Tasmania and has a pretty impressive list of PBs. In this chat, we talk a bit of running stuff and we also talk a bit about Brian's battles with alcohol. And, um, you know, a couple of times he's checked himself into rehab and, yeah, some pretty some pretty heavy themes in there. We talk about some of the motivators behind that and um, some of the ups and downs that he's been through over the last yeah, probably four or five years. Um, obviously, they're pretty heavy themes, so if you've got kids around, probably best that you chuck your headphones in and listen to some of this stuff. If any of this kind of relates to you personally, um, Lifeline's probably the best way to head. We've uh, catch them on 13, 11, 14. And um, yeah, I must say, it was just great to get an hour of Brian's time. Was super grateful that he was willing to open up. Um, I'm definitely 100% in his corner. He talks about how it's still an ongoing battle today and so, as I said, so grateful for his openness and, um, yeah, just the fact that he he has running to be able to relate to and to have a positive experience with is super important to him. So, as I said, I'm in his corner. If you, uh, if you could reach out to him on social media as well, telling him that you listen to this show and are also in his corner, I reckon if you know him or not, he will still think that's pretty um, pretty amazing. So enjoy this week's show with Brian Lyons. Maybe I forgot what my life was about And the hardest thing that I've got to do Learn how to unlove you. Rightio, Brian Lyons, welcome to uh, Tell Me Your Tales. Cheers, mate. Thank you for having me. I'm um, really looking forward to, to uh, talking to the public out there. Yeah, beautiful. How's today looked for you? Biz- big day? Yeah, mate. Uh, so uh, I didn't have school today, so I uh, basically just did two runs. So did an easy 7K in the morning. And because um, I've got store coming up uh, in a couple of weeks, I changed my training a little bit more and tried to add a bit of speed work, so a few 200s and then uh, some miles on some short recovery. Yeah, right. What do you run at store? Uh, just a two-mile and mile. Yeah. Handicaps come out today too, didn't they? Yeah, they did, mate. Yep. How's it yep, looking? sure did. Uh, oh, the two miles. Better than the mile, mate. I, <laughs> I've got old legs at the moment, so I don't have much speed. Yeah, it's always hard, especially you've been doing big, um, big mileage at the moment too, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yep. Very similar to yourself, mate. Yeah, yeah. That's um, it's it's definitely hard to go from the marathon training down to the speed work. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I find it's good for longer stuff as well. So um, you know, it keeps you honest as well, and I, I think um. Changing it up and, and doing some shorter stuff sort of keeps you motivated as well. Like instead of that grind of day in day out of the long stuff, so yeah, they can do your head in if you do too too much of the same stuff um, all the time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Before we kick off, mate, do you want to maybe introduce yourself? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm Brian Lyons. Uh, I'm a Tasmanian native. I uh, live on the northwest coast, so if you don't know Tasmania, that's uh, right at the top, um, about three hours uh, north of Hobart. So for those people who've been to Hobart, I'm uh, where the spirit of Tassie comes in. That's probably our, our most famous landmark, I reckon. And most people uh, turn left of the highway. They don't really stay in Denport that long. <laughs> <laughs> um, you live there your whole life? 
Uh, yeah, I've had a few uh, stints away. I lived in Melbourne for a couple of years um, and then down in Hobart, but majority of my life has been in Devonport. So, yeah. And how yeah. big's Devonport? Uh, population about oh, 20, 25,000, mate. Yeah, right. Pretty similar to where I am. I think we're at about 20,000. So um, you'd find yeah. that community pretty good. Like it's small enough that you have a good community, but at the same time you're not running into people you know at the supermarket all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there is that, that, that case where you do see people, but um, yeah, it's not small enough where people know too much about your business or or there's not too much click that goes on. Um, but it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's a good area. It's uh. Like, it's, it's a great family atmosphere, I suppose it is. Like, so you've got the best of both worlds. You've got that, the farming part, and the city's not too far away either. If you like, uh, you know, Melbourne or Sydney, you can just fly fly over on a cheap flight. So, it's yeah, it's good. Do you get the boat much? Um, I usually take a plane, mate. I don't travel that well on boats. So. And um, from what I've heard, it's about a 10-hour trip, and I think, I don't, yeah, I, I don't go much well with uh, trying to fill in time, so. Yeah. Ten hours yeah. on a boat wouldn't be uh, much fun if you don't like boats, I couldn't imagine. No, no, exactly. <laughs> um, so primary school and secondary school there? Uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, primary school, just a local primary school called uh, Hillcrest Primary, and then, um, and I was quite lucky, I was only about uh, 600 metres away from both schools because I uh, moved halfway uh, at the end of grade six, sorry, and then um, to closer to where, where I started high school as well. So I was only like in walking distance from both of them, which is great. Yeah, that would have been so good. Did you go like on the weekend and kick the footy on the oval and stuff like that? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was more of a cricket player to be honest. So yeah, yeah. I uh, instead of running at that stage, I think most of my weekends were spent playing backyard cricket and and setting up our little uh, mercantile mutual signs. And, and things like that and playing for cans of coke and uh and and hot chips if we hit the sign so oh, yeah. doing all the good stuff yeah. that kids um yeah. kids don't seem to do too so much at the moment uh, but, um, no, <laughs> yeah so where did running come into things yeah definitely okay uh so like i was i was always uh running but not so much training um or, or doing competitive stuff like i was doing cross countries and like stayed all schools but like I would never train every day and I I guess in high school I was winning like I won every year up to year 10 um and then I guess year 11 I started to take it serious and 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 got a coach and and I started off just with 1500 meters and um just short across country events but um yeah in high school it's more for fun I suppose yeah which is good I always think that it's much better to get into it because it's fun rather than having a, a parent or coach behind you kind of forcing you to do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I sort of had the base where my parents didn't know. I mean, they, they were very interested, but they didn't really know much about running. Like if I had a bad run, they'd still say it was good. And that's, and that's how I liked it. So Mine's and, and they're exactly very much the same, like mate. that now. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. kind of come off the track sometimes and you're a bit annoyed and they're like, well done, you won. And you're like, yeah, just ran 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds slower than me PB or something. But none of that seems yeah, to exactly um, right. worry them. That's a good thing about parents. They've always got your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> and then um, finished high school. Then what happened? Yeah, okay. Uh, so I went on to uh, the local college here, which is called Don College. And um, yeah, I guess I was like, I wasn't one of these these kids that knew exactly what direction 
I wanted to go. So instead of like choosing, gee, I need to pick these pre tertiaries to get this amount of points to uh, you know, to qualify for uni or whatever, I just sort of floated through uni and and just did the bare minimum amount. Um, my attendance wasn't great, so. And what course um, was it? Oh yeah, so I, I guess I had. Uh, oh, I think at that stage I did health studies and a bit of maths, a bit of science. Um, I think I may have done English pre tertiary as well, but yeah, school for me at that stage wasn't something I was rather interested in. I was just sort of going for the motions and and just sort of turning up because it was something that my parents were making me do, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. Um, But then I was, yeah, just sort of got into retail work after after doing year 12. Yep, and just, um, you know, working the nine to five on the grind. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess I did that for uh, maybe four or five years. Um, And, yeah, like it was between retail work, um, a bit of waiting work, like worked in a mushroom farm um yeah so i did all 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 sorts i guess and then um decided to do my aged care course um so yeah that's yeah that's basically what i did for i suppose the next eight to nine years um but yeah yeah i guess that's me mate yeah right um and as you progress through you know all the different jobs and the study and the courses did um, running yeah. just continue to progress with that? You just took it more serious and started winning races and... Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess, uh, like, I wasn't always a big case person when I was younger. Um, so it's always been, like, a bit of a slow a slow build. Uh, so, like, I was probably hitting about, um, in, in my early years, probably anywhere from 70 to 90Ks. And I guess um, probably about... Oh, probably five or six years in, I started doing double days more. Um, so yeah, I was sort of hitting well over the hundred k's in my probably early twenties, twenty one, twenty two, and that's when I really started to take it, you know, that tad serious and and really care about, you know, how how I went and and stuff. So yeah, and how um, good's that when you start the um, double days and putting in those big sessions you just notice a massive improvement straight away absolutely i think it's a strength as well and and doing that you know that tad longer in the in the long run it's like you you sort of can feel it from seven to ten k instead of dying like you sort of can sustain that same pace which is probably where i was dropping off a fair bit and yeah i i think the strength you get is 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 like the best thing out of it yeah, and I think I took it for granted at the time. You kind of just expect you're going to keep improving, keep doing more cars, yeah. but then you're like, oh, no, I just want to get back to that stage to be able to hit those PBs again. But um, yeah, it's a bit definitely. frustrating at times. Oh, I, I, absolutely. And it's, um, yeah, and I think, like, consistency, like, like a, a, as you know yourself, you talk about it in running, and I suppose when I first started out, I, like, the word consistency, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, but you don't sort of understand it until you see it from yourself and putting week after week after week. And it, and that word is, you know, it's it's everything in distance running. It's like if you can put a good patch together, like the results will come. You have to be patient as well. And that's, yeah, and that's one thing that I, I haven't been great at over the years is consistency and patience. Like I'll, 
either give up too easy and and then you know go off the rock or or yeah but i think patience and consistency is absolute key yeah i 100 percent agree with you i know a couple of people that i coach i'm always like it's about doing yeah. a good eight weeks not nailing tuesday's session or pushing yeah. through when you're injured and getting more injured and then missing four weeks it's that whole big picture i want to know yeah. what you can average for three months not um what you average in the amount of case for a week absolutely and and that's it isn't it it's like sustaining yeah i mean for me it's sustaining something that uh is is realistic as well like you can i have done previously those big k weeks but then the next few weeks i'll struggle because it's either been too much or the body's not ready for it or yeah so it's it's, it's knowing your limitations as well for me so yeah i think that's that's a massive point with me as well because i've probably pushed the envelope a bit too far in the past and all of a sudden you're not hitting the PB times anymore, but you're doing 20 more Ks a week. And then you, you kind of get that rude awakening that's um, more isn't always more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And like, if I could, yeah, if I could go back and have my time over again, it would be, you know, just, just look at the big picture, picture like, you know, and, and days off as well. Like that's something that sometimes I'm not great at and I'll either get injured or, or you know, or you get run down because you, you sometimes it's you know that's what life does, and and you get too busy, and then you yeah, and then suddenly you're injured and 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 feeling tired, and you know that can that can yeah, it's not great. So no, yeah, hundred percent chasing K's. The amount of times I've checked yeah. Strava on a Saturday night going, yeah. oh well, if I do this amount tomorrow, it's going to be exactly yeah. one eighty two instead of one seventy eight. So I've got to do one eighty two. It's the stupidest thing ever. Yeah. But, we learn from all these things, of course. Oh, absolutely, mate. And I've been known to go at eleven thirty at night time just to get a, a rounded number because I've I've missed I've miscounted it. It's terrible. Like it's, and yeah, and I guess that's that's we're running. That's probably what. Um, what am I trying to say? Like, you, I, I guess it's like that's where the passion and the discipline comes into it as well. Like that's part of why, you know, sometimes you do run 20 odd k's a day and because you are so passionate about it so yeah which is dangerous because if you become too passionate about it and you don't have somebody good in your ear telling you to pull back it can be um, yeah quite disastrous yeah absolutely yeah right yeah. mate do you um maybe mind just want to go through some of your pbs just to give the listeners a bit of an yeah, understanding mate. about just how quick you are yeah um so uh for 5k uh 1448 um, for 10k, 30.57, uh, half marathon, 68 minutes uh, and 19 seconds. And my marathon PB, which I'm not totally happy with at the moment, is 2 hours, 31 and 47. I did a bit of research on you and I contacted a few people that you know well and um, someone yeah. put it as his PB is 2.31, but he hasn't quite nailed a marathon yet, so that's not a good indication. No, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's something that's, that's had me, um, yeah, the last couple of times. And um, the way I'm approaching it, this training, um, I think that, that, yeah, it should be a lot different. I should be a lot stronger. And um, as we are saying before, my, just the way I've been so consistent lately, I think if I continue that up until the end of the year, I think, um, yeah, I should be due for a pretty big PB. Okay. So let's go back to the start with the marathon, though. Where was um, the debut? Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, if you look at my 
uh, debut right, yeah, so it was 2012. It, it, it wasn't the best experience. Um, it was Gold Coast. Uh, yeah, so I um, got to 35 kilometres and I was a, a DNF. Uh, so, yeah, I was, I was pretty upset at that stage and I guess I found out what the marathon was was all about and I and I thought I'd done the correct training but um and, and mentally as well I probably wasn't expecting of of how much pain you actually go through at that you know that 31 k's and beyond um yeah so I took a bit of a about a year's break I guess a year and a bit and I gave it another go and my next marathon was in Melbourne um and just yeah so just the Melbourne marathon which is in October uh for those people who don't know and and it's usually it's flat and it's fast very similar to Gold Coast and um yeah I uh I basically had the goal of uh of of finishing um yeah I didn't have any times I I guess I, I I had that you know that bad experience at Gold Coast. So number one was to finish and just get one on the board. And I um yeah around two hours thirty one forty seven there yeah. as well. Um yeah and then uh, my last one was in Hobart and it was I uh, basically an identical time mate. So yeah yeah and similar experiences. I um when um, I was researching you a bit, I found a photo yeah. of you crossing the line at Melbourne and kind of looks like you're on a Sunday jog. You kind of obviously you've had a positive experience at Melbourne after the Gold Coast, but how did yeah. that pan out? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, out of all my three marathons, um, it's feeling the best towards the end of a run. Hobart was um, was definitely my best experience. Um, and in that race, um, I probably ran a tad more because no one, no one was at the turn. So I, I got oh, two hours really? 31, 47, but... I think it's more like a two hours thirty high, but um, yeah, I think we ran about a four hundred meters more than we should have that day. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, but as far as feeling good from that thirty-two to forty-two k, um, yeah, for me Hobart was the best experience, and I suppose the difference was that I was I went up to altitude training, um, over um the Christmas and New Year period, uh, for that. So I think that may have maybe helped me a little bit towards the end of the race. Yep. Um, but, um, that's a tough course, Hobart, as well. Like, that's not flat. Yeah, yeah. It's um, And, and it's lonely, too. Like, there, there's bits of the course where, yeah, you're basically running alone. Like, if you get isolated and, you you know, you're not up with anyone, it's very, very lonely. And, and especially the last little bit is very, very hilly. Yeah. And did you finish second overall that day and stay champ? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was second that day, and um, yeah, I was I was a little bit off Dave Crinty, uh, from New South Wales, who's um, yeah, who's who's got lots of experience in in marathons and stuff. So and I and he loves that course. I think it was the third time he's won that one. So yeah, oh, so that would have almost been a time trial by yourself the whole um, way. Yeah, pretty well. So like he he got away. Probably I tried to stick with him for the first eight k. So yeah, the last whatever that is, 34K, I was, I was running by myself. Yeah, so that's the start of 2015. We're, um, we're in the start kind of mid-2017 um, and you're about to hit yep. your next – you're going to do Gold Coast again or um, – Yeah, I think I'm going to do Gold Coast half, mate. Yep, and then a marathon yeah. Melbourne or what are you thinking? 
Um, yeah, I think at this stage, I think I'm going to give Melbourne another crack. Um, so I think that's middle of October from yeah. from what I've looked at. Yeah. So um, and it's close to home and and yeah, and it just ma- like it makes sense. I've done it before. I know what to expect. Um, and it doesn't cost that much to get over there. So there's there's more positives than negatives. Yeah, and Melbourne's um, you know what you're going to get, and it's at that time where you can train through the winter and then. You're not going yeah. on 35 degree days trying to do two and a half hours and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. And I think um, that time of year in Melbourne is not too hot either. So um, even though it's ran early, it's not like Gold Coast where, um, you know, it can be 23 by the end of the race. And if you've been training in, in Tassie where, you know, you can go for a winter of average of 12 to 13 degrees, it's, it's only 10 degrees, but that 10 degrees can make a big difference to late in a race especially. Oh, spot on, especially from like 32K yeah. onwards when you've been sweating and it's just so much the humidity up there as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Then, yeah. Um, just that um, and because it starts, you know, at 8 o'clock in the morning or whatever, it's um, or 7.30 yeah. or whatever, you're, you're still out there when it's quite warm. Yeah, yeah, they really needed to change those those two races around, but from what I've heard, I think I think logistics don't let them, so... Yeah. I reckon they would have yeah. thought about it, and I reckon they've um, yeah. got some pretty good people planning it, and they've got some good, pretty good reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's go back and touch on that consistency, because I know I've yeah. raced you many a times, and, um, yeah. well, one thing I actually wanted to touch on before that was we didn't list your cross-country credentials, which I probably think okay. is one of the one of your strongest points. And when you kind of Google people, cross-country results never come up. But do you want to maybe just touch yeah. on some of your performances in cross-country over the years? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, if you look back at, uh, yeah, if, if you go right back to juniors, um, I was like second under 20 Australian all-schools in cross-country. Um, that's probably one of my strongest results. And then Who I won guess, that day? Um, oh, I think, oh, that's a, that's a good question. I think Sorry, Craig Appleby, curly one. yeah, I think Craig Appleby was first overall. Um, but as far as, I think I was seventh Australian across the line, but, um, second in all schools. Um, yeah, I couldn't, I think, and Collis Birmingham maybe was in that year. So that's a bit of a name yeah, as well. Earth, yeah. 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 I think, um, Collis probably didn't have his best run that day. But um, yeah, if you look at the field, it's uh, there's still a few runners still running. I think Ben Turmey was in the field as well. So, yep. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and then if you go to Open, I had a bit of a bit of a rude shock uh, going from juniors to seniors. Um, I'm not sure if you had the same problem, but that gap is, you know, it's pretty, it's a pretty big gap to cross when you um, when you when you're first starting. And my first couple of seniors was. Yeah, it was it wasn't the best results, but if you look at 2013, um, finished 13th in the seniors, and yeah, as far as cross country, that's probably my best result. I think from memory, you just out kicked me. <laughs> See, I thought you might have been 12th. I reckon I was um, 11th that day. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think I was 13th. <laughs> Maybe I was 12th then, because I remember I had a shocker, and I just well, not yeah. a shocker. I was. Um, yeah, I just hate cross country, and I remember it was the end of the season, and it was cold and muddy. And every time yeah. I looked around, you were about fifty meters behind me, just keeping me honest to um, finish off to account for some points. You had a blinder that day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as like, if I look back at my runs that year, that was and probably one of my best runs probably ever. Like, um, 
uh, our actual Tassie team ran ran awesome that day. Like, I think we had a a a um a fifth, uh, no no a third, a, a sixth, an eighth, and a thirteenth. So I think we were yeah we 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 had a really good team at home, which was nice. It's so. pretty rough, isn't it? You come thirteenth yeah. in the Australian Championship, and you're the fourth in the state. Yeah, yeah, it's nice though. Like, um, I, I, I think being at home and, and running is such an individual sport. So it was nice to uh, share that the spoils with uh, Dave Thomas, Douglas Hammerlock, Josh Harris, and myself. So and all you um, blokes are yeah. tough as nails. If I was to move anywhere, I can be down to one Tassie <laughs> just to run with all you guys. <laughs> oh, I, I tell you what, I, I, I reckon Dave Thomas is the pick of those guys, mate. He's uh, <laughs> he's an absolute character, but I think people like that is what makes uh, distance running different. So you need them type of guys, don't you? So, oh, certainly. I roomed with him yeah. once in um, maybe it was <laughs> one of the cabaret races, and yeah, geez, oh, he's right. got some good stories. <laughs> I reckon he does. <laughs> anyway, Did let's you get have power on that diet. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in a hotel, but um, he was telling me yeah. stories about running water and yeah. Has he been around lately? <laughs> I haven't seen him. No, no. Um, as far as I last heard, I think he was injured for a little bit. But um, yeah. Ho- hopefully, yeah. As far as I know, he's always fit. Well, that's what he tells me. So <laughs> yeah. Someone should write a book on him. If you don't know him, people listening, Google Dave Thomas runner, <laughs> and it's exactly what you wouldn't expect a runner to look like. And Absolutely. people would judge him so much on his appearance, but one of the nicest blokes getting around and super Absolutely. talented. Yeah, and so laid back as well. So, yeah, yeah, uh, I would totally agree with that. One of my favorite, me and him walked around Hobart for a while and we we're um, in this like secondhand bookstore and looking at all these like books about herbal foods and medicine and just all this rare stuff and it was so good yeah 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 he's um yeah and he's really knowledgeable as well he just um yeah you, you come across and you think gee that guy's scary but he's a totally opposite yeah really yeah. nice guy there's got to be a book in that someone should write a book on him absolutely born yeah. to run they pretty much did the same thing found these like guys who are legend runners and then um yeah, wrote a book on that but wrote a book on that um let's get yeah, back to that consistency though mate so you've been yeah, on mate. and off for um years like your natural talent yeah. obviously from a junior and you know people have said i'll say the same thing that you probably haven't reached your potential yet and i think i read that you said it as well but um yeah. do you want to if you feel comfortable maybe just talk about the alcohol and where that's kind yeah. of um I guess hit your consistency with the running. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, yeah, so uh, with yeah with drinking and alcohol, it's um it's something that was always present. And I guess I had my first alcoholic drink uh, grade nine, which is quite quite normal, I think, for people. And um, yeah, I was like once a year in grade nine, and then year ten, it was like my leavers dinner, and um. Yeah, like I was, I guess my belief was that, oh, gee, I'm not going to be one of those people who drink. Like, I just don't see the point of it. And then I suppose I got to that stage where I was year 11, year 12, and you're sort of going through puberty and and that type of thing. And um, I guess I was drinking most weekends there. And, um, yeah, I like it wasn't anything out of the normal. I'm going to say, that's Um, pretty common. Um, yeah, every weekend yeah. in year 12, going to 18th birthdays, going out yeah. clubbing for the first time. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's what, what people do. And there seems to be an 18th, like you said, every, every weekend. And, um, yeah, and, and I enjoyed it. I guess for me, when it got out of control was, 
when, um, you know, I found that I, I couldn't function the next day after drinking. So, um, you know, like a lot of people can go out and, yeah, they've got a headache and that's fine. For me, I felt depressed and and unmotivational and, and, and just felt like absolute crap. And so I would just stick to my bed, mate. And, and instead of, uh, like snapping out of that, what I would do is I would drink for the, I would reach for another beer and, and, and drink again. So, um, instead of just that odd Saturday or Friday night, I was doing two to three times, you know, a week. And, a um, bender on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And, um, and probably from 2002, it slowly progressed and I would go through, as you said, like an up and down periods where I would be great. I wouldn't drink and things were going well, but then I would just go through periods of where I would be an absolute train wreck, mate. Like, um, yeah, I would, uh, would just be drinking three, four times a week. Um, yeah, just uh, missing work. Um, it was harming relationships, the relationship with my parents. Um, you know, I was, I was, yeah, I was no good to be around, mate. So, yeah. Can I touch on that when you were waking up hungover and, and had those kind of yeah. depressive um, feelings? Was it yep. you were embarrassed that you got hammered the night before or was it shame that you kind of got um, on the beers? Or what, what was the feeling behind yeah. you've got to get back on it to again to escape that feeling? Yeah, I guess... Um, Look, I, I, to be honest, I, I don't know myself, but I can, I can, I can try and try and guess the way. I can probably tell you the way I was feeling. So, for me, it was probably, um, you know, like I, my running was very important, and I guess it was shame and guilt. Gee, of you know, I was spoiled a training session. I can't go out and do this to a hundred percent the way I would like. So that's that's probably number one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just probably number two. I'm just one of these people that that would just, yeah, I would just not want to face the world after drinking, mate. Like, that's, I think that's as plain as it was, like, yeah. Yep. And um, who would you drink with? So have you gone out um, with a group of mates on the first night and yeah. then you find another group of mates or just send the message yeah, around? Yeah, definitely. So, like, a lot of the times, mate, I would just uh, honestly, like, drink at home just by myself. And then being in a small town, like 20-odd thousand, the chances are you're going out, you'd know someone. So... It's not like a big city in Melbourne where you've got, you know, 100 places to choose from. Like you've got one or two pubs and your chances are pretty high that you're going to see someone. So so you'd have um, the, like the pre-drinks at home in your bedroom, whatever, yeah. and then go out with yeah, your fingers definitely. crossed you're going to bump into someone. Yeah, yeah, basically. And then and then by that time, mate, like I, I would drink so quickly at home that um, – and, and being my size, like I'm 50, 57 kilograms. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't take me much to, to get – really pissed mate and then after that i wouldn't care who who i spoke to anyway like a sort of like a a confidence thing would come across yeah Um, had the confidence jacket on yeah yeah that's it and 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 not caring of you know what i was saying or or, you know doing so yeah and then and then i guess that does bring out shame as well um yeah so so going back to what you said is probably the embarrassment of what i may have done that night as well yeah. So, was drinking an escape? Were you drinking uh, to go? I want to get out of that headspace and get into a fun headspace. Yeah, yeah. I think, and and for me, like, um, I, like I, I've never known. Like, I'm, 
on um, anxiety medication right now, and um, and I have been on and off, you know, the last uh, probably ten to twelve years. But I've never known whether I've been depressed beforehand or the alcohol has caused a depression. So it's a bit like um, one's chasing the other. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess <laughs> for me, like it's it's I've probably been depressed at times. And maybe the alcohol has been a self-medication as well. Yeah. And yeah. that relationship by the two gets really um, really dangerous. Yeah, it does. It does. And, and if you're on medication and you drink, it's like a double whammy. So you yeah. feel even worse the next morning. So huge highs and low lows. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, as that was progressing, did you – obviously, was it the same group of mates or did you start losing friendships? And you spoke about relationships and your family before, but – did you notice yeah. your circle of friends changed and you were probably hanging around people that weren't the best people to be hanging around? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, it's funny. Like I, I had – it's like it was like I had two sets of friends, mate. It was like I had my running friends who could go out, um, could maybe have four or five beers and be happy enough to go home. And then I sort of had – I'd like to call them acquaintances. So – We'd go out, I would see them quite regularly, and sometimes they would turn into benders. I would go around to their house. like, And the only sole purpose I would go around there, I would most likely have nothing in common with them apart from drinking alcohol, mate. So, um, yeah, I guess. And and I guess some of my friends on that side probably saw that, that side of me and probably weren't, you know, that impressed. And But... I guess in, 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 in losing friends, um, yeah, I've lost a couple of friends, you could say. Yep. Um, did it change? Like, you're a super funny bloke when um, when you're not on the beers. Like, people who follow you on social media and your sense of humour and I warmed up with you at a run in, down in Hobart a few weeks ago and warmed down and it was super entertaining to be around you. So when yep. you're on the beers, did that change from you're getting on the beers and you're this super happy person all the time to then yeah. you're getting on the beers and become, did that, you know, that character, yeah. did it turn to so, an aggressive person or a depressing person or? Um, yeah, so like I would always start off happy and I guess everything, you know, would uh, probably be out of control because I'm a fairly confident person anyway, but then had a few beers in me, like there'd be, yeah, I would just about say anything and, and wouldn't really care and, and be just that tad more confident. But then as the night went on, especially if I was drinking by myself and, and very isolated, that's when I would get very depressed. Yep. Um, yeah. And social media probably documented that a bit as well yeah. and probably made it 20 times worse because – I'm yeah. sure there were times when you've been on the beers or pretty hammered and you put some things on social media that um, you thought were funny at the time and, yeah. or, you know, sent out a bit of an SOS, kind of the writings on the wall, this guy needs help. Um, yeah. But then to wake up the next morning and check your Facebook and think, crikey, I put that on last night, that would have yeah. escalated it 10 times. Absolutely, mate. Yep. And, and that's, yeah. And some of those, and some of those posts, as you said, like that's, yeah. And it makes it, like I said, 10 times as worse. Like you just want to stick to your bed and think, oh shit, here we go. I've been down this path again. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's, and it's horrible. It's, it's, it's terrible. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's like an endless train wreck, mate. And, and it doesn't help. And, 
And, you know, the way I got over that was to get back on the beers again. And, and it, well, that sure as hell didn't help. So. <laughs> yeah, and just a cycle yeah. and another train wreck and we go again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. So where did it where did it stop? Like, how yeah, did it okay. – well, it stopped a few times, didn't it? But now it's stopped yeah. for a while. But yeah. did you have stints of a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and then get back on again? How'd that work? Yeah, so um, I guess – I'm just trying to think. So about 10 – Probably 10 years ago, I thought, yeah, I've got a problem here. I'm, I'm going to have to seek some help. So um, I started seeing a drug and, ha- a drug and alcohol ca- counsellor just here in Devonport. And I would see her regularly um, once a week. And and, th- and things were improving and, and, and my drinking was definitely better. And I probably got out to, I think at the most, like 10 weeks without, without having – a drink and um yeah and i guess from from there like i thought oh yeah 10 weeks is great that's that's fantastic but you know um then i would always lap so much and and i would you know have another 10 weeks or another eight weeks but i would always seem to go back to my old ways and um <laughs> yeah just this last seven months i I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm, something's going to happen. I'm going to either do something stupid like, you know, commit suicide or, or drink so much where I choke on my vomit or because, you know, when I drink, I drink to blackout basically, mate. So Can you tell me, like, uh, so how many drinks would that be? Yeah, okay. So um, for my size, for, so like, yeah, like I said, 57 kilos, like I could polish off 20 beers, so... Um, yeah, it's quite a lot for, I'm not how many, not sure how many standards that is, but for 20 beers my size, that's, yeah, that's quite a lot, I think, anyway. And you're, um, people will think 57 kilos, people might know that I'm 57 kilos, but you're about 30 yeah. centimetres taller than me, so, yeah. Matt, what are you, 6'2"? Um, yeah, just 6 foot, exactly, I think, mate. Yep. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah, 20 beers, but I guess... You're talking 20 beers back to back to back sometimes, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and and your body does get, you know, you, you get a, uh, what, well, what's the word I'm like? You get like uh, uh, used to it, so you almost need more beers to get the same high. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, and I guess that was, yeah, like I would, um, and sometimes I'd have shots in that or, or, or wine as well. And, like, I was a big drink of, of cheap wine because it was basically – you know, it was cheap, mate. It was nasty, but it was something that I could afford as well at the time. Yeah, that was my next question. I guess if you're going yeah. through sleep three slabs of beers per week, it's um, you know, you're talking about 120 bucks pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it, and and yeah, that that goes quite a lot, and and not only that, you've got on the top because you can't be bothered cooking or something, so you're buying takeaway food, and and um, yeah, you just you're basically feeling like. Like, like crap, mate. So, so there's nothing yeah. to wake up and be happy about the next morning, is there? No, no. I mean, especially for me. I mean, there's some people who can drink, and that's fine, and, and they'll function normally the next day. But I, I was definitely not one of these, and these are lucky people that are, that don't get hangovers. But I'm not sure if they're lucky anyway now. So, yeah. Did you ever try just to have like you know two beers a night, like the whole moderation um, thing, or just nothing? Yeah, we're not. Yeah, definitely. So, so when I started first seeing my counsellor and stuff, she was like, you know, we, you could give it a go and, and try the light beer, but unfortunately, mate, I, I can't have one because if I have one, I'll have twenty. So, um, and that's 
yeah, and that's something that that I'm that I that I've finally accepted that um, I can't drink and and yeah, and and not, I tell you what, my life is so much better without it. Yeah, um, that's a that's a massive good point to touch on though because. I know we were um, trying to cut sugar out of our diet for a while, just all the you know the processed stuff, not in the fruit and that. But yep. you you get this old, uh, it's okay in moderation, and it's all about having a balance. And you know you can have a bit of chocolate on a Thursday, but as long as you're right every other day of the week, you're fine. But I often yeah. think about you know if you're trying to give up smoking, you're not going to have smokes on a Thursday or drinking. You're not going to no, just have Thursday <laughs> where you can drink. So um, I think if people compared food. And other things that are harming them, exactly like an alcoholic or someone who's trying to quit yeah. smoking, they'd be on point. Yeah, exactly right, mate. And um, and and yeah, you've yeah, you've. I can't say it any better than what you've said. It. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. Um, so you kept going through this cycle, you know, getting yeah. getting off it for six, eight, ten weeks, whatever it was, but then relapsed again. Yeah. How, well, well, how low did it get at some of those stages? If you feel yeah. comfortable sharing. No, that's fine, mate. Yeah. So, um, I guess, yeah. Um, I guess as low as it gets is, um, is is basically trying to take an overdose, mate. And um, yeah. So, like, I, I tried to overdose on Panadol at the time, and um, yeah, you wake up in the morning, you think, why the hell did you do that? And and because that's not the person that you know that I wanted to be when I was sober, but but drinking sort of enhanced all the feelings, you know, they were there, the shady feelings with the alcohol, you know, it, it enhances everything because it's a a depressant, and and I guess it's when you wake up in the morning, it's like regret, shit, I didn't really want to do that, and yeah, and I spent um a, a couple of stints in, they call it here on the northwest coast, they call it uh. The Spencer unit, and that's uh, basically a mental health unit. And I spent two stints in there of um, of two weeks each time, and 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 that was tough, mate. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. I guess that's how bad it got. So yeah. Did that scare you being in there? Um, yeah, a little bit for sure, because you know that's that's sort of rock bottom, isn't it? It's sort of like, well, shit, you know. Um, but it's you know it's and I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't really have much to say, mate, apart from, yeah, it's scary and, and, and to know that, that you know, gee, I, you know, I may not have been here if, if I hadn't been caught out by my brother who walked in at the time, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is, um, you know, this is coming from a guy who's one of the fittest people in the state, like a guy who can rock up to a fun run and win by three or four minutes on a weekend and in, you know, most most of the city, so it's a... I guess it's a massive flip of the coin. Do you think it's also somebody who can be in a in kind of a rehab in a way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and it's uh, and I guess I guess in this world, like we all have, um, like we all have addictions. Like some people are addicted to social media, some people are addicted to chocolate or whatever. And I guess my downfall was was alcohol. So like I I never drank for for a um you know, like a trauma or anything. I drank because I, I liked the feeling and I liked the, the superhuman, you know, that, that not giving a crap. I can say what I want. Um, yeah, but I, but I never liked. Yeah, but I never liked the next day and I, and I, and I never liked, you know, the, the shame it put on me and, and, and what people 
thought about me when I drank as well. So Yeah, and I can um, imagine you would have been in and out of jobs pretty quick when you were in yeah. those stages. Yeah, definitely. So, like, I, I never had, like, yeah, I mean, the last, you know, the last 12 years has been a blur. Like, I've gone from job to job and, and sometimes working, sometimes on Centrelink. Like, it's just been... Yeah, it's been it's been horrible, mate. And and you know, if I could start all over again, I would. But in saying that, though, like I'm so glad to know where I've been and where I'm going now. And and you know, and and I'm at school right now, and I'm and I'm studying something that I think can help other people that I've been through. And and that that really, you know, that makes me want to get up and and get out of bed every day and and get that completed. So yeah, yeah. was running always a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel as well? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's always been an outlet, and it's something that's that I've always loved. And and as you know yourself, your mates and and the mateships you, you get out of it, and and the banter on a Sunday long run, or or just you know the like the crap you talk, and and like that that feeling you get from when you do run a PB or a great race. There's there's nothing better. I haven't had any 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 drug or or, or alcoholic bender that would ever beat that, mate. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like amazing. I hundred percent agree with you. It's um, if you could bottle that and sell it, I reckon you can make yeah. a bit of money. Absolutely, absolutely. We could we could make a good Facebook like page out of that one. <laughs> and you get a lot of um, you know, just even those mini endorphins when you know you do a speed yeah. session or you hit a good one k reps or a good monofartlek or even just getting absolutely. your long run done. Sometimes you're just like, oh, this is gonna yeah. be a chore, and you get home and you're buzzing. Oh, absolutely, and there's been plenty of those times where I couldn't be bothered, as you know, and, and, and when you do get it done, it's like, yep, tick, that's that's done, like, this is, you know, this is awesome, and, um, yeah, and I think people who don't run sometimes don't understand that, um, but I know the people I know who run do, so, um, yeah, it's like a, a, it's like a nice little community within a community, isn't it, so, yeah. it's a, yeah, it's like a secret club. That everyone knows about, but people don't know about, I call it. Well, I want to touch on that community because obviously that running community would have been important to you when you were trying to get off the beers. And especially yeah. when you were playing in both worlds at the same time, they would have, you know, seen you sober for a few weeks, nailing sessions, consistent as, probably coming yeah. up with, you know, big plans to run marathons, half marathons, picking your races, and then yeah. all of a sudden you disappear for a month. And they'd know exactly yeah. where you would have been, wouldn't they? Yeah, absolutely, and I think yeah, yeah, that they'd know. Like, um, yeah, and it's that's as yeah, and that's a and that's the hardest thing for me is your plan and and everything's going well, and then and then you fall off the, you know, you fall off the unicycle again. Like it's yeah, it's just it's yeah, and it's and that gets frustrating. You get angry at yourself. You get you get yeah. It's, and then you feel, well, what's the point? I'll just give up. I'll just, you know, I'll turn into a full-blown alcoholic type of thing. So, But it kept, but, um, you, you kept coming back to running, though, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess I guess it comes down to the love of it, mate. Like, I, like I love the sport. I'm, like, um, when I wake up, it's the first thing, well, you know, I've got a morning run to do. It's the first thing I think about. Like, I'm always checking results of, you know, what's going on throughout the world or and especially with social media now, it's great. Like, you don't miss a thing. Like, there's always a live feed for something. And um, Foxtel, there's always a good marathon on to watch in the in, in April or, you know, or um, or March when, when it's marathon season. So, it's yeah, it's great. It's, 
yeah, it's such an awesome sport, and it's given me, you know, more than I could ever give it. So. Yeah, well, you're a pretty good contributor as well, though. I know I'm on all the socials and even warming up with you the other week in in Hobart. The amount of people just saying "Morning, Brian" when we we're um, yeah. warming up a bit. Do you want to maybe just unpack that because some <laughs> listeners won't have a clue what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, "Morning, Brian" basically a, uh, a a hashtag that was produced uh, through. Uh, Another well-known Tasmanian runner by the name of uh, Josh Harris. We've had him on here twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good listen, by the way. Yeah, um, podcast hero, Josh Harris. <laughs> Morning, Harris. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so just banter between the boys, basically. It uh, it actually came from a, from a big night with Josh one day. Um, I think I popped my head up and he said, Morning, Brian, and... Um, yeah, it's not that funny, but it's just got out of hand, if that makes sense. Mm. So. And it's just grown, obviously. There would have been, yeah, yeah no joke, we would have ran 3 or 4K together and 20 <laughs> people would have ran past in the opposite direction, also warming up for the race and said, morning, Brian. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's a nice little start of the day, isn't it? So. <laughs> Do you think those things as well, though? Like, if you were to go back to the beers, all of a sudden, morning, Brian's gone, your runner mates are gone for a while. Do you know, like yeah. every one of those one percenters is just kind of helping. Has to be, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean the support as well. Um, I had an, an article on on my problems with alcohol just in the local paper here um, on the northwest coast, and 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 people's uh, reaction and support, and um, yeah, you know their experiences with alcohol and. I've had randoms come up to me in a supermarket and say, great article. I mean, these people don't have to do it who don't know me, but, um, I mean, it, it makes me want to continue on, on, on this path I'm on and, and, and really, um, it sounds corny, but sort of pay back those nice people that, you know, my friends and my family and, and these random people that have been so kind to me. I don't, yeah, it's it's really nice and it, and it does make me want to get out and, and continue and, and not hurt anyone like I have in the past. I don't believe that's corny at all, mate. I think it's probably yeah. um, accountability. Like you want to be yeah. accountable to the people that have helped you and now do the absolutely. right thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it and it um and and one thing I um that I learnt about in 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 rehab, like I spent um like three months in this residential rehab, and that's uh that's basically where the seven months sober. Um, where I'm at right now, seven and a half months, and that's that's I honestly reckon that's the main reason why why I am sober today. Um, they they came back to our values and and what's most important to you. And for me, it's family, reliability, honesty, and fitness. So if I have those four things, I can't go wrong. If I wake up every day and I'm not hurting anyone, I'm doing those things. I'm winning, mate. So yeah, for me, that really hit home hard. That's a pretty good uh, list of characteristics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's and it sounds and it sounds, you know, oh gee, you know, gee, you haven't you thought of that before, Brian? But but I really hadn't, like, so it's um yeah, it's been it's been accountable to me and then being accountable to the people I love. So yeah, when you did check in for that last time, which is now um I guess started this this longest run of being sober for seven yep. months as you mentioned what was the like what was the event or the changing point that said like we've got to get serious now 
Yeah, okay. Um, I guess, like, I'm looking at my parents. Like, my dad's 67 and my mum's 61, 62. And, and, and just, like, the, the, the stress that I've put them under, um, it was like, Brian, you can't, you can't do this to, to them. Like, imagine me doing to this when they're, when they're in their 70s or 80s. Like, it's, you know, that's, that's a horrible thing to do to your parents. So, um, for me, it, was, it came solely down to my family. Yeah, mates, but to my family. And I think I was ready, mate. I think it was time that I really had tried everything else and it wasn't working. And um, and my counsellor as well, like he, he was a massive input. He he knew that this this place had opened up on on the coast um, within the last year, so he, he was a massive push for for me to get in there. I mean, I was I was scared shitless, mate. I, I didn't want to go in, and um, I wanted to, but I didn't want to. So yeah. yeah. But now I guess you'd be um, super stoked that you did go in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. There's days where where I would love to have a beer and, 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 and I think, no, you've come this far and it's just about being honest and, and talking to friends and mates and counsellors and, and, and telling them, well, shit, I feel like a drink. Um, yeah, can, can you help me? Can you, you know, can you get me on the right path so I don't, you know, and, and, and writing and, and sort of riding the waves and, and thinking of stuff to divert yourself so you're not going to run down to the bottle shop and, and drink as fast as you can. So, yeah. And you still get those feelings now? Um, yeah, mate. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's not as hard. Um, for me, I always struggled on weekends. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, not, it's not as strong and it's not as bad as it was that first few months. But um, I think it's always going to be there and it's something that, um, you know, like oh, there's this cultural thing in Australia where um where you drink when you're happy you drink when you're sad you drink when you get married you drink when you you know have a baby you drink like that, that type of thing it's like a celebration thing so for me it's like mourning a loved one and that probably sounds selfish but I feel like I'm missing out and I probably won't get over that for quite a while but then I've got to look at all the positives that are happening right now in my life so um for me that's what wins over at the moment I was going to say the same thing, mate. Look at all the um, the positives, the races you get to experience, the times you get to yeah. run, the the community you've built up around you. It's um, yeah. Oh, that's better yeah. than a couple of beers. Yeah, I I think oh, so. Anyway, and you've been there. You know what that other side of the coin looks like. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, and um, yeah. I'm gonna uh, as you know yourself. When I when I finish running, I, I can't wait to pay back and, and do a bit of coaching, like, and um. Yeah, and, 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 you know, show that next generation that, you know, running's a, you know, it's a, it's the best sport out. It's, it's better than soccer, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree, mate. It does amazing thing for people, the running and yeah. just, oh, yeah, same with myself, the way it kind of lifted my self-esteem when I first got into it and my confidence and just the yeah. amount of opportunities I've had to, A, travel and the people I've met, like, Really, this absolutely. podcast wouldn't be happening and we wouldn't be talking now if I wasn't running. But, um, yeah, absolutely. So many amazing opportunities, which is much better than having two hours, you know, feeling invincible at some nightclub and then feeling crap for the next 12 hours. That's it, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like you've got four hours of fun or you've got, you know, the next 20 hours of feeling like crap. So yeah. Which can lead yeah. to a lifetime of um, so many good opportunities as well when you're clean. 
Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I guess for me, the best thing that I'm looking forward to is actually going up to Falls Creek and not drinking every second day. And that's that sounds terrible, isn't it? You go up there to train your your bum off, and you know I've been up there twice now, and I was drinking, you know, every second or third day. Like it's it's terrible, and and that's something I'm really looking forward to is coming up this this summer and and doing a good stint up there and seeing what I can actually do without you know abusing my body up there so yeah it's it's something i'm really looking forward to do you think sometimes you gave yourself an excuse because you were running so hard and tra- especially when you're at false creek because you just trained yeah. your ass down so you were saying like oh you know i've earned these beers i can i can have them no yeah. worries kind of thing i'll burn it off tomorrow yeah i think so and maybe you think well like you're invincible but like i remember like yeah like drinking to one in the morning up there and being as pieces of knit and then getting out for my sunday and still drunk like it's terrible like yeah i just oh, i don't know it's yeah I, I guess when you're a little bit fit too you don't probably realize how how fit you are and what sort of damage you're doing to the body as well so yeah and you've done some crazy stuff up there one um one day you ran for mount beauty up to falls didn't you yeah, yeah, that was it, it. It was more of a a bet, if anything. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a great run. I, I I actually recommend doing that, mate. What thirty five k? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. What um, kind of elevation? Did you have the Garmin and Strava back in those days? What kind of elevation uh, did you hit? Oh, I couldn't show the the elevation, but I, I wouldn't mind going from Mount Beauty to Mount Mackay next time. So I think that would be even a better run. But um. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was, it, it's, yeah, it's something that I uh, was, yeah, well, I guess out of any run I've done, I reckon it's a run that gave me the most satisfaction. So, yeah, no, it was a good one. It's about 1,400 metres elevation. I just Googled it between oh, Mount Beauty good. and um, Falls Creek. So, yeah, oh, and cool. that and that's when you're well, up there on Benders <laughs> every second night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think, um, I won't mention his name, but, yeah, I, I got on pretty well with another runner, and we probably weren't the best relationship to have up there, I, I'd, I'd say. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and I – and, like, it's when you get home, mate. Like, I got home from my stint of four weeks up there, and I think, gee, you've just wasted your four weeks because, you know, you can't expect to race well when you've abused your body like that as well. So um, it's just small things of not making the right decisions – at probably the time and having bad influences as well like um yeah i think we we fired each other up and and we weren't the best the best two people to have in the room together i'd say yeah and that's the whole thing is in thing in itself as well about um who you surround yourself with yeah absolutely yeah and um yeah and, and I, I know if i go up there next time i'll be choosing the right people and and people who know my situation and i feel comfortable with and 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 yeah, I'll just be steering clear of um, all the bad pubs up there, mate. So. Yeah, um, mate. I'm cautious of time because I'm really grateful that you're giving yep. up some time. But um, I just want to touch on the Mister Inferno before we yeah, finish definitely. up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. Because uh, this says a lot so, about your personality. Do you want to maybe <laughs> just unpack that a bit? Yeah, okay. Uh, so Mister Inferno uh, is a stage name of uh, of of myself and he um he juggles chainsaws uh rides seven foot unicycle uh juggles fire and knives on top of the unicycle 
and he's um yeah he's basically a street performer and I've um yeah sort of been doing that act for the last uh, 16 17 years and um yeah it's I've travelled a fair bit with him and um yeah it's a nice little persona that I uh that I like to do in my spare time I guess you could say <laughs> yeah and um pretty successful with it as well like you get booked um, quite a bit yeah yeah it's um yeah I've done uh some pretty some pretty big gigs especially in tassie like the taste of tassie and um tra- traveled a bit to the mainland and traveled a bit overseas we're doing mr inferno so um yeah yeah he's been he, he's been good to me i could say fascinating how all these things you know the drinking the running the mr inferno how <laughs> it, you know it all kind of portrays that um that fun personality that you've got in a way yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um, I think it's also chasing that. Um, I didn't mention this before, but like chasing a high as well, mate. Um, so I think maybe I'm a bit of a high, getting that junky type of feeling. And and um, well, I've got to come to the, you know, I've come to the to the sense now that you can't have that feeling all the time. Sometimes it's okay not to be, you know, to get that high feeling or or, or get the endorphin rush that I get from performing and running. So. Um, yeah, it's being comfortable just with myself, mate. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, it's good that you can get it in other outlets. Yeah, definitely. I know what you mean, though. I've um, you just done a couple of speeches and stuff to kids. Like, you know, you might have three or four hundred twelve-year-olds sitting in front of you and talk about running, and then you almost yeah. get a bit shaky when you start. Then you come off come off stage, and you're just getting that massive endorphin hit, and it's um. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, if I wasn't going to run, I reckon I'd be trying to chase up as many keynote speaking roles as I could, just because it gets you out of the comfort zone and gets the heart absolutely. pumping. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's um, I mean, they talk about runners high there's also performers high as well isn't there so yeah and that's without yeah. bloody juggling um chainsaws and chucking things down <laughs> your throat i can't imagine how you so what's the training like for that stuff um i i was all self-taught mate um and instead of uh having mates who skated or whatever we just i just had mates who juggled so um yeah we just sort of got together and, and learned how to juggle and um it sort of got out of hand i got i got some Juggling balls, and then I, yeah, just sort of bought some knives and some fire and a chainsaw, <laughs> and that's about it, really. What do your parents say when you come home with a couple of knives? <laughs> yeah, they, oh, they actually bought it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think they actually like it more than I do, mate. <laughs> and even like practicing like the fire juggling, like are your neighbors just looking out the window and you're just chucking <laughs> pieces of sticks on fire up and down in your driveway? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I definitely became the tourist attraction here in Devonport, I think, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so good, mate, yeah. so good. Rightio, um, I usually finish off these podcasts asking people if they've got a bit of a mantra or a philosophy yeah. that they live by. So you kind okay. of touched on it before when you talked about those values, but have you got a quote or a yeah. mantra or a philosophy that you really um, live your life by? Uh, I guess we're right. Yeah, I could probably go uh, with two. This one's actually stolen. Um, I heard this from uh, Robert De Costello. I really like it. Just to do with running, patience, consistency, and dedication. That's something that I, I try and try and live by, especially now. Um, and oh, oh, a life mantra, man. You put me on the spot here. Uh, That's right, mate. Yeah, uh, morning, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 
Well, we yeah. want to continue that one going because it's especially when it's the running community supporting you. The um, the longer, well, I've got heaps of hope in you that we're going to be seeing each other at races in the next coming months and years, and all no, that. Cheers, and um, there's going to be plenty of morning Brian's to come. No, thank you, mate, and and best of luck to you with the rest of the season as well, mate. Yeah, no, thanks. And where can people follow you online, Brian? Um, yeah, so uh, the Mister Inferno or the uh... anything. You yeah, give us a so uh, yeah, okay. So um, so on Twitter, I'm just at, at Lindsay Brylie. So um, I don't even know how to spell that at the moment. Uh, I'll put in the show notes. Yeah, yep, that sounds great. And just Mr. Inferno Street Performer. I've just got a like page there, so you can come and check me out. Beautiful, mate. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Really appreciate it. Yep, thank you, mate. Awesome. That was episode number 12 with Brian Lyons. As I said in the intro, if you don't already, have a look him up on Facebook or um, Twitter or Instagram and stuff. He's absolutely uh, one of the funniest blokes you'll ever, ever come across. Really entertaining, so really worth a follow on the socials there. As I said, super grateful that he was so open and honest in that discussion there. Some of that stuff, uh, I know if it was for me, it wouldn't be easy to to say and share with the world but yeah if you like what the journey is on and you want to support him be sure to flick him through a message of support of some kind um thanks for listening again our numbers have been awesome the last couple of weeks it's it's really starting to take off a bit which is good i wasn't sure if anyone would listen at the start there but it's good just to be able to bring you this content each week and um yeah if you i know some of it suits everyone some of it only suits people here and there but yeah, you know, pick and choose the episodes you want. That doesn't really worry me too much. If you do get a chance, I was checking iTunes the other day and I've had a number of reviews on iTunes, something I didn't even know about. I actually saw a bloke at the footy the other day who left me a review and we are kind of talking about it. Apple doesn't, um, Apple doesn't inform you at all when you get a review, so it was kind of a good surprise to get in there and, and see that we had uh, five five-star reviews, which is good. So if you got some time, I'd really appreciate that you'd bang me a review. That just helps you come up in iTunes a bit more and get to show out there a bit more. But if you don't have time, don't stress at all about that. Um, yeah, have a good week. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Darling, you left so long ago. Now I've learned things you want me to know.
front Cause it burns the ghosts you left here that haunt me Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.